There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up to get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team and our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9-ASTROS. Greetings from Minute Maid Park, where today the Houston Astros open up a three-game homestand against the Los Angeles Angels. Astros coming off a, a quick two-game road trip to Colorado in which they swept both games at Coors Field, including a 4-2 win in the series finale on Wednesday. Wade Miley gave up a run and struck out six over six innings. Yuli Gurriel homered again. He was two for four as the Astros have won their last five in a row, taking on an Angels team that saw their two-game win streak end yesterday in Arlington. They lost to the Rangers 9-3. Astros 54-32, first in the AL West, seven and a half games ahead of Oakland, and 11 and a half games ahead of the Angels, who were fourth in the West with a record of 44-44. It's time for today's pitching matchup, brought to you by Houston Methodist, the official health care provider for the Houston Astros, Houston Methodist, leading medicine. Justin Verlander on the mound for the Astros, and he has been great since coming over to the Astros, but he saved some of his best for the Angels. A 1.78 ERA and a 7-1 record in nine starts against the Angels with the Astros. Yeah, it's not just the Angels. It's a lot of teams in the American League West. When he's on the mound, I don't think anybody's excited to get into the box. And opponent batting average, he's, he's whipping the league in that this season, all the strikeouts. Uh, the only thing that's been holding him back just a little bit is, is the home runs. He's given up uh, 23 homers of his 69 hits. That's one-third of the hits he's given up have left the ballpark. Pretty remarkable. And Meanwhile, the Angels are going with an opener. Noe Ramirez will get the start coming out of the bullpen, but then Felix Pena expected to be the bulk pitcher right-hander for the Angels. Yeah, so the 11th time for, for Pena to, to be the bulk pitcher, and they do it because he doesn't fare very well three times through the lineup. First time, he's really good. Second time, it gets a little worse. And third time, it's off the chart. So they like to kind of take advantage of him getting through that top of the lineup that third time uh, since they only get to see him twice uh, they feel like they have an advantage he's got a great slider one of the best sliders in baseball a lot of strikeouts on that pitch 58 of his strikeouts have been on the slider this year so the Astros are going to have to really hone in and lay off of it if it's low or, or just wait for the fastball Keys to the game brought to you by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals in all models. Official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, this is a time of year, three games remaining before the All-Star break, where a lot of players can kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel and know they're going to have three or four days off. And uh, A.J. Hinch making a point to let his team know that, hey, we've gotten off to some so we've ended first halves poorly at times in AJ's time as manager, and he wanted to let his team know, hey, we still have baseball to be played and games to be won, and it's a time of year where maybe some teams need to hear that message. Yeah, they do, and you, you think about how the, the American League's shaping up, and it, uh, every game counts right now because you want that home field advantage so badly, yeah. and I think uh, when we get down to September and uh, it's going to be Minnesota, the New York Yankees, and hopefully the Astros, and those teams are going to be in there, and they're all going to be kind of bunched up, so these games matter just as much as anything now now look at what the Astros have done against the American League West they've taken advantage by going 24 and 6 nobody else in the division is even playing 500 against teams in the division but the Astros are just taking care of that 
Coming up next, we'll hear from A.J. Hinch on the Manager's Show, presented by Waste Management. A little later, we'll hear from Astros reliever Joe Smith, who is a teammate of Tyler Skaggs with the Angels. But now this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that goodbye into the Landry's Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford Bach? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh-inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. How about the Houston Astros? Now, a visit with the manager. Brought to you by Waste Management for environmental solutions that deliver economical savings. Go to thinkgreen.com. Just ahead of the last series of the first half of the season, the Astros with the Angels. I'm talking with A.J. Hinch. And with everything that's going on with the Angels, uh, I don't even know what kind of state of mind they're in. But have you have you spoken to their manager, Brad Osmus? You know, we, we exchanged text. You know, I reached out in support. Uh, Brad's a good friend. And, and, you know, I always try to put myself in his shoes. Like, what, what, what would you do? How do you handle your team? How do you handle your own emotions? The, the responsibility of being a manager. These are like your... You know your sons or your nephews or your you know your your teammates and um, so I, I reached out to him. We exchanged some good texts back and forth. I offered him support and you know I had never experienced anything like that. I did have a, a player's wife pass away under my watch, uh, so I you know we navigated that back in in in, in 2009. But um, you know what a what a what a terrible tragedy that will continue to be brought up every series. that's new for them. The the moments of silence, the players coming up and offering condolences. It. It's a reminder that uh, it's going to take a long time for those for that group to heal. And it's tough, even kind of talking probably with some of your own own players that, that knew him and played with him, right? Yeah, that's you know it's uh, you know a horrible topic. I mean, we yeah. we you know we often talk about uh, you know how far how long we are away from our families, how many hotel rooms do we go back to and and sleep in the. Uh, the invincibility that comes with being an athlete is always the most dangerous characteristic to think you have. I mean, it's, um, and I'm not saying anything went wrong. I mean, it's just, it's never, you never know when your time has come and, and our players are impacted by it. We had Joe Smith was in his wedding or at his wedding. Um, you know, there's some other players that, that have been around them. This is a big fraternity of players. When it, when it touches one team, it, it touches all of us. Seems kind of weird that the Astros have only played the Angels those two games in Monterey. Uh, then Shohei Otani was not available to him, but now he sits in the three-hole. A little protection for Mike Trout it makes their offense better. It does, and they, you know, Upton's not in the lineup tonight, but his addition, Simmons is back healthy. We did see him in Monterey, so this this is always an underrated team because their record doesn't really indicate the players that they have on their team. They haven't been able to put it all together on the mound and. Um, but, you know, I will tell you this. Every time the lineup rolls around, I know where Mike Trout is. Yeah. I know he's about to come. And when he's got Otani behind him, it's a different element. When Upton's in there, he's usually somewhere in the mix in the middle. Uh, they, they, they navigate the, um, the, you know, they play the game. They're a contact-oriented team with some danger. So uh, this is not a team that you play like a 500 team or that you feel like you can roll the balls out there and, and just outplay them. They're going to they're gonna be a tough challenge. Kind of nice going into a series, knowing your first two games, you get Verlander and Cole to pitch the first two to try to get the advantage. But Verlander, what makes him so good? Why does he keep getting better? Do you, do you have a? Can you pinpoint it? Well, it's hard. To, it's hard to, to explain because it's um, it's pretty complex. You know, he's he's the best preparer on our team. He and Garrett Cole both are are tremendous at preparation. But they 
Um, he's also really good at evolving. Like there's there was a, a game earlier this year against the Yankees where he threw the most fastballs in in his entire career, and that that indicated to me that he understands that's a part of evolving in the sport is to throw a little bit more inside. He got tired of giving up home runs. He even gave up a homer to LeMahieu that night, but he he will change. Uh, as the game changes and and whether that's on a nightly basis or whether that's on a on a macro bigger view and that's that's unique for a star that's unique for a future hall of famer to not feel like he's just going to do the same thing over and over again he's been successful i love how he tweaks his slider grip he was in in colorado which is the the toughest place to work on a breaking ball in the game and he was in the bullpen, you know, working on his slider, and Garrett Cole was giving him a hard time. And, and all JV said was like, "If I can get my slider to break in Colorado, imagine how good it'll be in in Houston." So, little stuff like that. he's just always tweaking something to be to be good, and 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 we're very comfortable the days that he pitches. Is there any explanation other than you guys are just a really talented team that you guys have played so well against the AL West? You know what? We we're very familiar with them. I think we're a team that thrives on being familiar. We face right. these guys quite a bit, and and. Um, you know, there's a, there's great comfort when you when you play these guys 19 times a year. There, you just kind of know you, you have this built up. Like, you look at the at the board now, and and Calhoun has like 40 at bats against Verlander, and and Verlander's had a, a ton of success against him. Same with Trout. Same with Pujols. I mean, there's uh, you play these guys over and over again. And um, I also think there's a small subtle message that I deliver every year that you know the, the number one goal is to win your division, mm-hmm. and there's a little extra emphasis on on everything when you play a division opponent because you you set yourself up so perfectly when you win your own division all right miles straw playing shortstop again i mean i know it's not perfectly ideal i don't i don't even know if it's real fair to miles but he's going out there playing as a big leaguer at shortstop but you like his bat in the lineup and he gives you some flexibility yeah he does and the speed is always good at the bottom of the order and and you know he's been able to catch the ball he's supposed to he's made a few mistakes and positionally he's not comfortable he's not instinctual but but he he never he never you know, panics or frets or pouts or never never looks out of sorts. And I um, I like the element that he brings. And you know, obviously tonight with JV's huge fly ball rate, he's going to punch a few guys. Um, that will that will help alleviate a little bit of the stress of playing shortstop. But um, I come to the ballpark all the time, you know, wanting to put the most dynamic players in the lineup, and he's one of them. All right, last thing, uh, haven't seen him in a long time. I forgot what he looks like, but Jordan Alvarez, he's back in there. <laughs> I forgot what he what he looked like, what he played like, but uh, he hasn't been out there in a while playing in the National League City. It's good to have him in the five hole. Yeah, the, the, his knee should feel great after four days off. Yeah. You know, he, rarely do you get that yeah, kind of break, and it was a, yeah, it was his own All Star break. So. Um, I had him on the on deck circle a couple times, and and you know got him back in there. He's gonna he, he might even play outfield on Sunday, depending how these first couple games go and how he feels. But um, it was a nice break for him. I, I like our lineup much better with him in the five or six hole, depending on on who we got in there. It's a it's a big threat, and um, it's funny how a guy can come onto a really good team and a, an established team, a a lot of of stars on this team, and and yet be a focal point of a lineup that I write every single day. Right. He looks the part. Yeah. yeah, he does. All right, AJ, good luck. Thanks, Barney. Back with more Astro Lunch right after this. There's no better place to be a kid than at Minute Maid Park. So join us for a day dedicated to kids on July 7th. Inflatables, games, and so much more. What more could you ask for? 
you love baseball and you love fun, the ballpark is a place to be. On Sunday, July 7th, join us for Kids Day. And 10,000 kids 12 and under will receive a Carlos Correa Youth Replica Navy jersey. Presented by Exclusive Furniture. For tickets, visit astros.com slash kids day. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Astros pitcher Joe Smith working his way back. And you pitched a few rehab games down at AAA Round Rock this past week. I know it's got to be tough to be away from the team when they're on the road, but it has to feel good to, to get back out there and get closer to returning. Yeah, it's all, it's always weird Like when you start doing the the rehab stuff like after a major injury because obviously we were I was with them all the time and then just bouncing around and going to different teams and you know meeting some of the young guys we got in an organization but just getting back in the flow for me personally of you know what it feels like to pitch see how the recovery goes and stuff like that and just get back out here and help these guys man that's the that's been the goal from day one and for people who don't know when Big league rehabbers go down to the minor leagues. The tradition is the post-game meal is purchased by the big league rehabber. What did you uh, What did you get for for the guys in Round Rock? We got uh, and Corpus and Corpus. Yeah, right. so I think we've done. What do we do? Like a fajita night one night. We did a steak night. We did a barbecue night. We did another steak and fish. We did. I mean, I bought. I bought six of them so far. So, (laughs) (laughs) like, but man, I'll tell you what. Like, when you go to the minor leagues and you see the guys out there grinding, and it's not. It's so different from the way you get treated as opposed to like you know the clubhouses, the food, the. The everything Round Rock does an incredible job yeah. at home. They're, they're, it's unbelievable. But these other these other cities and and lower levels, especially when you on the road, it, it's so tough. Like to see, like to know they got to go through the grind just like we're going through it. But how much better, you know, we get treated up here. And when you go down, you know exactly what they're going through. We've all been there before, and you know, just trying to get some good food on the table for them. At least do some, you know, whatever you can do to help out while you're down there. Do you think that the conditions and the food and everything have gotten better in the minor leagues since you were coming up through the Mets system? They probably, yeah, they have definitely. I mean, our guys in Round Rock, man, that was uh, that was first class all the way. Everything there, um, I was really surprised. Corpus is great too; they do a good job. So, our organization, it seems like you know, going through it on the rehab side of things, like our minor league system's in a, in a really good spot. And you just hope that you know every other organization does it because. I mean, I feel like you got to take care of those guys because those are the future. I mean, that's what's coming. So, you know, you don't want to shortchange guys down there. And I I understand, you know, the money involvement and all that. That's on a different level from me. But uh, I think the Astros do a really good job. Now, on a on a more somber note, you played for the Angels for three seasons, 14 through 16, and you were teammates with Tyler Skaggs and a lot of these guys, of course. And of course, Tyler Skaggs passing away unexpectedly on on Monday, and a lot of people know the details, or at least what's known at this point. But what sort of person was Tyler Skaggs? How much did you enjoy playing with him? I think you know MLB Network and everything I've seen written from various people, they've done a great job um, of really portraying how he is. He is such a fun-loving dude, and, like, people would say, like, I think I heard the cooler-than-me attitude. Like, his nickname was Swaggy. I mean, this guy, like, 
he was from Southern California. Like he just had that vibe, but in no way did he think he was bigger than anybody else. Like he would bring you into that, make you feel good. Like it was just always fun to come to the yard with him and, you know, watching him develop as he has to come into his, starting to come into his own as a big league pitcher. You know, that's always that's always sad, but I can't imagine, you know, it didn't really hit me when I heard the news. Like, I didn't know if the next time I saw these guys was going to be here for this series or going to there, but seeing these guys and, and knowing them, I, I can't imagine, like, waking, going to the field one day and then having, I mean, it's just, it's great. We were just at his wedding with him and his wife, Carly, and they're just great people, man, and it happens all too often in all walks of life and it's so sad when it happens to good people man it's it just still hasn't really sank in i'm sure it will when i start seeing some of these guys and talking to them but you know just the thoughts and prayers and for his family and trying to do anything we can to help but you know it's just uh it was a sad day i i can't believe i can't believe it Joe Smith, thank you so much for joining us. I know this wasn't easy for you, so really, really appreciate it and, and hope to see you back really soon. Thanks, Robert. Appreciate it.